0: Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me. As we dive into this brand new episode, hey there, ladies, welcome back. Before we jump into this imperative preseason finale episode, here's a quick message from our sponsor What do the biblical women? Rahab, Martha, and the Shunammite have in common. One had her own business, another had her own home, and the third had her own land. They met the challenges of their times and they thrived. If you'd like to learn more about the amazing women in the Bible and how they might give you a 21st century model for thriving, Check out the women's ministry certificate program at badisciple.com. That's right, B-E-A-D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E.com. The session on women in scripture starts January 2021. Make sure you head over to the show notes to catch that link and tell them being Eve sent you. Of the year, and also as we near the end of season two of Being Eve, I usually do an episode sharing my heart in regards to what I plan to declare for the upcoming year, which is, of course, 2021. I typically share with you all what I hope for, not just for myself, but for all of you that tune in. You see, back in 2018, I learned for the first time the importance of declaring and decreeing life over the year to come. I learned why it is so important to seek the face of God in regards to what he has for me. And then I began to speak those things. And then, of course, I began to believe it to be true. I didn't just stop there. Once I believed it and received it, I began to break it down under what I receive as my five pillars of life, which is faith, family, personal development, ministry, and business. I would then break down the declaration in those key pillars. For example, in 2018, I spoke over my life, who am I? And then I began to declare who I wanted to be in every way. In 2019, I declared that it would be the year for me to be strong and courageous. In 2020, I declared victory and increase. All of these declarations came from my time with God. I did not just pull them out of the thin air because they sounded good or they sound real powerful and I just began to speak them. No, I was intentional about asking him, what should I declare for the upcoming year? I prayed about it. And then when I got the answer, I moved forward and began to declare it each year from 2018, 2019, 2020, has become a staple in my life of what I have declared. And I'm not saying all of this to both, but what I am sharing this with you all is solely for you to know that you have a real life example that when you decree and declare a word from God over your life, there is hope to live. For example, when I wrote down who am I and I began to speak those things as though they were, I truly began to live it out. I truly began to live out 2018 learning who I was through God's point of view. I began to seek and learn more of who God created me to be. I also started journeying through Eve's story, which was the beginning of me writing The book, Being Eve in Adam's World. 2019, the year to be strong and courageous, was the year I launched my podcast and gained my voice. It was the year that I threw out fear and began to walk in my purpose. This year, the year of victory and increase has been just that. It has been a year where I've won battles through prayer and fasting. My family was able to move in the middle of COVID. My husband still remained gainfully employed despite the pandemic. We've lost nothing and our family is growing. Being even, Adam's World was released. The book finally came out in 2020. The podcast continues to grow in numbers. All of these things because I spent time with my heavenly father to receive a word that he gave me. For my life, and I believed it. I hoped for it, and I walked in it. Have I experienced hardship during all of these years? Absolutely. Did I always feel bold about my declarations? Absolutely not. But what it did give me was direction, what it did give me was a promise that I could hold on to. It gave me hope for my future. And if you recall, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, it says, I have a plan for you, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, a plan to give you a hope and a future. See, that conversation happened between God and Jeremiah, but. God allowed it to make its way into the Bible to be recorded so that we know it is a word for us all. It is a promise that we all can hold on to. When you know the Father in heaven through his son, Jesus Christ, you become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. That means all the promises and all the words that are written in scripture belong to you as well. Through that citizenship, you become privy to the information given by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit shares information from the throne room of God about you to you. So you are, in fact, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven who is in the know. So you should be comfortable in your prayer life to ask the Father, Father, what is the word that you have for me for 2021? What should I declare over my life? What promises should I begin to believe and write down from your word to declare and pray over my life? Not just for me, but for my family, for my husband, for my boyfriend, for my children, for my marriage, for my job, for my ministry. What is it that you want me to decree and declare over my life? And know and trust and believe that when he responds, begin to declare it and start to live it. By living it, I mean take action. This is exactly why I don't typically do general declarations that come from church leaders right you know every year um you go to church you know maybe new year's eve or something and the pastor may give a declaration about the year i don't typically ascribe to those general declarations because for me my relationship with the lord is a personal relationship and so therefore no shade to the churches or anything like that because god does share a word for the body of christ that we all need to receive but Being his daughter, I have direct access to him. And so I want to know, Father, what's the word for me and my family? What's the word that you need for us to receive for our life for the upcoming year that you want us to hold on to? And so when I hear those declarations uh, from the church, I don't necessarily hold on to those words, right? I receive it. And of course, God will confirm it. But I personally seek God for a word for me. What should I hope for outside of the collective body of Christ? What I need to do personally as a woman, a wife, and a mother, as a minister. What I need to do professionally for the business that I I assist, the things that I do from a business standpoint. How should I prepare? What and who do I need to let go of? Where do I need to be? I'm sharing this with you all today because I need for you all to know that whatever you are seeing in this world, however this election plays out, God has a plan. And his plan will always overrule every form of darkness. No one can stop the plans of God. And if you know that God has a plan for you, And you seek him for that plan. And he gives it to you. Honey, no one can stop that plan from coming to pass. Unless you choose to stop it yourself. I am so passionate about this ladies. Because I want you all to have hope. Exiting out this year and going into the new year. You don't have to settle. Because the world looks like this, or the economy is looking like that, or you don't have this. God can, God will, and God has superseded all of that, and He can do it again. Think about it for a moment. Think about all the things that you deserved that God did not allow to happen, how His grace and His mercy superseded what was rightfully yours consequences that you never truly felt to the magnitude that you should have received it because God intervened so why wouldn't you believe God and have hope to declare the words of life that he's given you over your life because the world is in some form of chaos or confusion or you know the pandemic is still here what are we going to do no God's word is more powerful than anything this world can dish out. You see, I've already asked God for what I should declare for 2021. I prayed and I asked and this year I didn't receive a phrase or a sentence like the years before. For 2021, I simply heard the promise. The word promise is defined as a declaration that one will do or refrain from doing something specified. A legally binding declaration that gives the person to whom it is made a right to expect or to claim the performance or forbearance of a specified act. A reason to expect something. Something that is promised. So, of course, you know what I'm going to do, ladies. Casey is going to declare and decree the promises of God over my life. The promises that are written in the 66 books of the Bible and the promises that he has shared with me during my prayer time. I am believing for those promises to be fulfilled whether they be in my lifetime or whether those promises will be fulfilled in the lives of my children, my husband, and my children's children. Ladies, our father is a promise keeper. He is not a man that he should lie. What he says he will do, he will do. All we have to do is believe. And when we believe it, we begin to act like it. Our mind changes and we begin to live out exactly what we believe he says he will do. Think about all of the miracles that Jesus has done when he healed someone, but then he told them to go do something in order to be healed. Like the blind man that he healed, he said, go wash your eyes out. Go do this. If they didn't do it, their their healing would never come because they didn't believe it didn't act on it so when we want the promises of God to be fulfilled and revealed in our lives we have to believe it and then through that belief we have to act on it one real life example that I want to share with you all and I've kind of shared on previous episodes was a time in my marriage where my husband and I were experiencing multiple miscarriages it was very early in my marriage and my husband and I were questioning God, like, what is going on? Right. For me personally, I, I was a believer. I am a believe. I was a believer at that time. And so as a believer, I'm holding on to the truth of God's word, where he said in the very beginning, be fruitful and multiply, subdue and have dominion. So as a citizen of heaven, I went to God. And I'm like, father in heaven how will be thy name? Why am I not capable? Why am I not capable to be fruitful and multiply? Why am I not able to give birth to life? Why is the very opposite happening? And as I began to seek the face of God, For his promises, he began to reveal to me the open door that was in my life that allowed these miscarriages to come through. This is my own personal story. You may have your own, but I'm sharing with you my testimony. And when I began to seek the face of God and when he began to reveal it, I began to do the necessary work because I believed that word. And so in the belief of what I what God shared with me in regards to that open door, I began to pray and close that door in my life. When I began to pray and close that door in my life, I began to believe. And so I acted on it. My husband and I no longer experienced those miscarriages. I was able to give birth to life. And so I'm sharing that with you all because I want you to know that the promises of God are real. There are countless stories in the Bible, like mine, of regular people who held on to the promises of God for their life. One specific story is that of Hannah, who couldn't conceive a child, but she did not settle for that. She prayed and prayed before God to the point a priest saw her talking and thought she was drunk because she would not let up praying for a child. She held on to the promise of God, and finally when she learned what she needed to do in order to have that child, she birthed a son, a great prophet named Samuel. And she had more children after that. Ladies, as a children of God, we should not and do not have to settle because of what we see or what we think or even what we perceive we deserve. God is the only one who has our complete story. So why would we settle or sell ourselves short by trusting our limited vision? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. That's a word from Proverbs. So learn his word for your life in 2021. Begin to decree and declare that word in every way over your life. Even if it seems like it's so far away. Even if it seems too big. Declare it anyway. Write the vision out. Make it plain on paper. Then begin to activate it in your life, putting actions behind it, deliberately living those declarations out. Don't sell your birthright to the ways of this world. God has a plan for you, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. A plan to give you a hope and a future. Ladies, I hope sincerely that you're able to grab this for yourself and that you will begin to seek the face of God for the declaration that he has for you for 2021. Have hope. Do not settle. Do not let up. You are not done. You are just getting started. Your story is not yet complete. Keep pushing forward keep seeking the face of God. Ladies, I love you. See you back here next week, Tuesday for the final episode of Being Eve season two. Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. Before we depart, a quick reminder to head on over to the show notes where you will find all the info to keep in contact with Being Eve and to learn more about our guests. Make sure to let them know Being Eve sent you. Last but certainly not least, ladies, don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. This is your opportunity to let the whole world know where we gather for absolutely free. As always, ladies, please continue to love, live, and thrive without losing the authentic you.